0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hoops Zooted. I'm your host, Evan Moore, and, you know, good to see you. That You know, the, the regular season has finally started, and, you know, we've played two games officially. You know, we are now one and one. and We lost to Denver. We won against Phoenix. Um, you know, a lot to talk about and a lot to dive into um, this week. And, you know, this week, you know, I'm... chest is still hurting from the accident but um starting to do a little bit better so we're gonna try it i've got i've got a little bit of jelly breath in my um bubbler here and that's what i'll be smoking tonight and so anyway we'll, we'll dive into this here in a minute but here let's see how how are you doing tonight colin
1: hey how's it going evan
0: doing good man doing good starting to starting to feel a little bit better you know i actually I've got the brace off here for doing the show, just because it's a little easier to do the mouse and everything like that. Congrats, so, congrats. You know, and the thumb is doing really good. Like as long as I don't move it, there's very little pain. You know, but like, but yeah, the the occasional times where I forget and like try to grab something, you're just like you're reminded, like, oh, oh yeah, it's still, <laughs> it's still broken.
1: <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but it's doing it's
0: doing really good. So you know, and the the chest is getting better, but just yeah not not perfect yet
1: <laughs> glad to glad to see you're going to be back on the on the smoking grind today what was that strain again jelly breath or
0: something jelly breath yeah. yeah 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 i hadn't
1: we're... heard of that one that sounds
0: very It's very fruity terpenes and everything so
1: well cool man i'm gonna be just smoking another pre-roll here um and i'll also bring up our we've got another guest my good friend devin he's uh He's a Lakers fan and a Packers fan. So uh him and I are fully on the same page when it comes to sports. Um so yeah, we're gonna bring up uh bring up Devin to to talk some some Lakers with us. What up, Devin? What Happy up? Friday.
2: Yes, sir. Ready to get this weekend started. Appreciate the invite on the pod. And
1: yeah, man. It's
0: great to have you, man.
1: Thanks for coming on. <clears throat> um so yeah, I guess we'll probably let's get started with this Lakers game last night. Uh, Devin, did you get a chance to to check to watch that one?
2: I did. Uh, I got to be be to work at 4 a.m. in the morning, but I uh, made the trek through the night and refused to fall asleep on this one. But um, glad I stayed up for the whole thing. You know, Brown did his thing in the fourth. Um, obviously, Booker and Beal were out, so it's not ideal look at the real Suns team, but um, I like what I saw in the second half at least. Um, Definitely need uh, D-Lo to be more consistent, um, show up on a consistent basis and be better than he was, but I think as long as we got Brown and AD playing the way they played, everything will be all right.
1: Damn, so you're on Central time, right? So what, I started at 7 p.m. For me, I'm on Pacific time, so what, that was like a 9 p.m. start for you?
2: Yep, yeah, I got over at about midnight.
1: Damn, bro! I always feel I feel for the East Coast, Mid Coast, and Midwest and East Coasters. Uh, whenever we got the the games on the West Coast, that's that's tough for sure. But glad you were able to to make it through it. Um, yeah, Evan, what were what, what were your thoughts on the game last night?
0: Well, you know, I, I had an interesting day yesterday. You know, I <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer I, I to the question, had, but yeah, I, I finally got my car new car yesterday but the, the whole process was like pulling teeth and you know like ended up having to you know file a formal complaint at the end of it because when i got it home there was even a little tiny chip in the windshield and everything like that you know not going to mention who it is because i'm hoping they'll make it right but anyway if um they don't that's a that's me. a warning exactly that 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 is a warning that is a shot across the bow because <laughs> i'm not naming them now but anyway um you know, So when, when I sat down to watch the game, I was in a really kind of shitty mood. And that first quarter was abysmal. And I just, like, I made the decision that, like, you know, I've had a shitty day. I'm tired as hell. I'm not going to let a bad game, like, ruin, ruin my night, too. I don't need that to top off the night. So I just went to bed and I I watched the other three quarters today. And, you know, I do have to say that, you know, that first quarter was awful, but my mood was also coloring a little bit of that, too, because I was just in a shitty mood. And, you know, there's still a lot of issues that they've got to fix for sure. But I also saw really a lot of positives in that game. Um, You know, that fourth quarter was amazing. You know, they, they held Phoenix to, you know, 11 points in that fourth quarter. And, you know, for, a, you know, and eight of those 11 points actually were in the final two minutes of that. So there was a 10 minute stretch where Phoenix, all they had was three points in that fourth quarter. So our defense was awesome. You know, we, I mean, we made the comeback. We, we got the win, you know, because the third quarter was almost as bad as the first, unfortunately, but, you know, it was great to, you know, get back and get that win and, you know, cause they also didn't have Booker and Beal and that was, you know, that was a, you know, it shouldn't have been that close, but at the same time, you know, it is still early in the season, you know, things are still rough around the edges in a lot of ways, but, you know, I saw a lot of good, good, good positives. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people like complaining about Gabe Vincent's minutes, but I can kind of, you know, see why Ham rationalized that. You know, he was really good on defense and, you know, getting in a lot of passing lanes. And sure, his shot was terrible last night. But, you know, you got to remember who our coach is, and he's always going to favor defense. You know, that's why Cam Reddish is getting, you know, minutes over Max Christie right now. It's because of what he's doing on defense. So – yeah. I mean, there, there's still a lot of good things there, you know, and like, you know, it's it's been a little bit of a rough start, you know, and, you know, because my other issue is, you know, our four returning starters, I expected some better continuity and some better chemistry with them. And to me, it feels like they're kind of starting from scratch, trying to rebuild this chemistry rather than rebuilding on what they already had last year. You know, but it, but it could also just be you know a product of you know, as Braun said in this press conference a little bit, experimenting and stuff like that so i'm I'm trying not to overreact too much, but you know that's that's basically where I'm at like there there's still a lot of positives, but they got a lot of stuff to clean up for sure, a lot of stuff to clean up you know? <laughs> but thankfully, it's only game two,
1: yeah, for sure. so I gotta ask you a quick question just because I know. I know you had uh, certain feelings about Dennis Schroeder last year. So, is is Gabe Vincent the new the new Dennis Schroeder in terms of just like defensive minded guard that Darvin Ham loves and will will favor?
0: It's starting to look that way. Like, yeah, I, I think there's you know, like, yeah, there's there's a little bit of a budding love affair going on there. And you know, it's yeah. not going to be hopefully as like. <laughs> as toxic as the Dennis one was because it just went on that one goes back for so long yeah totally. You know, but, but yeah I, I am starting to see a little bit of that and you know a little bit of that with cam reddish too and like i said that's you, you just got to remember who our coach is you know he's he's gonna favor the guys who do a little bit more on defense and you know hustle a little bit more and it's just you know remember who he is <laughs>
1: totally, totally um but yeah, my my take on the game, uh, you know, similar to to what Evan and Devin said. Oh, that's funny your guys names names rhyme. Uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh but uh first quarter was awful. Yeah, you know, obviously Suns were down uh Booker and Bradley Beal. Although I have heard people make the argument that the role players, you know, were arguably playing the Suns role players were arguably playing better because Beal and Booker were out and because there wasn't so much iso ball going around, you know. They weren't playing so much isolation, isolation ball with the three of those guys, whereas they were just kind of fl- playing fluidly as with Kevin Durant as the leader. Um, so I do think some of those guys, specifically like Josh Okogi, he's like the Laker killer. Uh, he went off, um, and you know, he usually doesn't score more than 10 points. Um, so I do think those guys, you know, even though they were down two of their superstars. I think that in some weird reason, you know, the role players will, will play better in those scenarios, specifically with the Suns. Um, so, yeah, Lakers looked bad in the first. Uh, they also looked pretty bad at the end of the third. So we were actually down 12 going into the fourth. Um, and that's when we, like Evan said, just played lockdown defense. Uh, Christian Wood out of nowhere. Like, this guy has looked – everyone says he's looked out of shape all preseason, all – first game we were like it's gonna take him at least two months to get in shape uh and then out of nowhere he just looked to be in phenomenal shape last night and was the main defender against kevin durant for the whole fourth quarter so um that was awesome ad had a bounce back game 30 points like 12 rebounds uh i was actually listening to an interview with Derek fisher and he was saying uh a lot of the time ad's like box score doesn't tell the whole picture he was like I Derek Fisher counted like on his own like I think it was 18 like contested shots that AD or like changed I forget the word he used It was either contested shots or like altered shots, um, and he's like that doesn't go on the stat sheet. But you know he's just such a such a nightmare on defense for other teams. So uh, great to see bounce back game from him. And then like Devin said, Braun just you know activating goat mode in the fourth quarter. Had two or three buckets in a row where he just like split two defenders, you know, Euro stepped a guy and then like gets the and one while he's being brutally fouled. Um, one, the one thing I gotta say, bron has gotta make his free throws. That was, that was, I mean, he's always had trouble, but that, that was annoying me. But, uh, yeah, over, overall, great game, you know, a lot to improve on, but a win's a win, um, especially after that first loss. So, I'm 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 happy with last night and uh, you know excited to see what we got going with uh, with the Kings on Sunday.
2: Another uh another really bright spot last night was C Wood, he played his ass off.
1: Yeah oh yeah on defense and yeah he had like ten rebounds too. Um, yeah we were getting out rebounded in the first quarter and I was like what the fuck like they don't have you know like. They were mostly playing small guys besides nurkic and uh, kevin durant so i was like what's going on and then yeah wood wood had a bunch of rebounds in the in the second half and ended with like 10 points 10 rebounds and obviously just locked down defense so yeah, um, yeah. i mean
0: I, I i love that because you know he he talked about how he was really going to commit more to defense and you know he's now showing us instead of just you know just telling us so yeah, I, I really appreciate that from Christian Wood, and you know, like, I, I feel kind of justified because I've been pushing for him all summer, and I'm glad we got him. And you know, that that game kind of made me puff my chest out a little bit, like, yeah, yeah, this is this is why. And it's like, and did you also see his tweet that he put out um, today? Something no, about, what did he tweet? Like, something effective, like you know, got my first win in a Lakers jersey, and you know praying hands or something like, and it was, yeah, I I thought it was great. Like, you know, he obviously, you know, really wants to be a Laker and, you know, is happy to be here. And yeah, I just, I'm happy for him. You know, it's like, it's great to see.
1: For sure. And he's a hometown kid. He's from Long Beach. So, um, and then I, I saw someone else say when specifically when we had both AD and, uh, Christian Wood in at the same time, there was at one point where they were literally, we had two seven footers switching both playing perimeter defense switching on the perimeter and not losing a step like both basically defending guards you know and small forwards and power forwards um so you know that you just never see that and that was that was special to see and I'm excited to now see what Christian Wood can do for us defensively. I mostly had thought of him as a offensive guy when we signed him so if he can help us be a more versatile Uh, defensive team, that's icing on the cake for me.
0: Absolutely,
2: yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see his uh, his jumper improve a little bit, but if he's going to do all the little things like that, he definitely For sure, and I think
1: he even said it. Like, like, talk about being self-aware. Like, we were talking about D'Lo being aware in the preseason when he had that comment about his defense. And Christian Wood said last night, you know, they obviously praised him for his defense, and then he was like, yeah, I couldn't get my shot to fall but like that'll come. Um, and it's like, he didn't have an awful, he was 0 for two from three. So it's not like he right. took a bunch of shots either. Um, but yeah, I think that'll come. And as long as he's playing good defense, so we kind of same situation with Cam Reddish. Like he's playing really, really good defense right now. And Darwin's given him a lot of minutes because of that. Uh, but I was joking with Evan, like his shots a little bit broken. Uh, so, you know, he'll get that fixed as, as long as he's, Hustling and playing good defense, that's really all I care from our guys. We have we should have enough offensive firepower to make up for one guy who's doesn't have a great shot.
2: <clears throat> First game in the crypto too, bright lights. I'll give them yep. a pack. Yeah. Definitely give them a pass.
1: Yeah, we had the stars out last night. Did you see uh our, our, our Packer and Laker fan, Lil Wayne, was sitting courtside Devin. Oh. Um, I forget who else they showed, but yeah, the stars. Stars are always out uh at, at I always call it staples, but yeah, crypto.com arena.
0: Uh it's you know to me it's still hard not to call it the forum sometimes, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But I'm old here, so <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, we we also, you know, failed to spoil ring night. And you know that that was a tough game too. You know, you know, I, I don't I don't know if there's necessarily reason for concern with that, but there is, you know, that is the mountain we still need to climb. You know, that's that's where we want to get to. We we've got to beat Denver if we want to win a championship. It goes through them. So, you know, and that loss felt like you know just like the playoff games you know where you know they they kind of had control of it most of the time and we'd get close get close but just could never get over the hump and you know that also makes six games in a row now that they've beaten us and you know in a way it feels like they've got our number but it but it also feels like we're we're right there we're still right there and like you know that's one of the things that was so frustrating about that sweep it's like even though it was a sweep I never felt like we were out of any of those games. We were right there in every one of those games, and you know, it, it didn't feel like a dominating sweep. You know, like I've seen, you know, many dominating sweeps. You know, remember the Shaq and Kobe years, and you know, in two thousand one, where you know they all, they oh only lost God. one playoff game. You know, yeah, those were dominant sweeps. You know, Shaq's averaging so.
1: twenty rebounds a game. And
0: mm-hmm. I think it was like one of the lowest point differentials ever
2: in a sweep in NBA history, if I remember correctly.
1: I think I did hear that. Yeah, that the Lakers and Nuggets last year. I think yeah. that's correct.
0: Yeah, um, and so that, that, that kind of thing really matters. And, like, you know, so, like, we are really just right there. But we do, you know, we do have some concerns. Like, you know, Denver is obviously still in Delo's head, in my opinion. You know. He didn't and... have the
1: comeback game we were both predicting, the mm-hmm. revenge game.
0: And then, you know, I feel like in a lot of ways, AD also got in his head and, you know, helped Denver scheme him out of the second half, you know, because he only took six shots and, you know, he missed all six shots. And, you know, a lot of them were good open shots that he should be knocking down. And so, yeah, there's there's a mental hurdle that they still need to get over with Denver, you know, and it's especially with guard play. And, you know, because you're never going to contain – or not even contain Jokic, you're never gonna stop Jokic, you're barely gonna contain him. You know, you just have to, you know, do enough to do better than their, you know, supporting cast. And when, you know, KCP's playing like he is, and you know Aaron Gordon and everybody else playing like they are, it's it's hard. You know, they're they're still the you know, the mountain we need to climb, the hurdle we need to get over, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, Denver is at the top of the mountain.
1: For sure, um, yeah. And just to piggyback off their, you know, their three role players that you just mentioned, and the three main ones are Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and uh, our our former Laker KCP. Uh, I was looking at the box score. I I should pull it up, but those three, speci- you know, going into the game, you know, like you said, you're not going to stop Jokic. You know he's going to kill you. You're rarely going to stop Jamal Murray. You know he's going to kill you but you should be able to stop those three guys I just named. Michael Porter Jr., KCP, and Aaron Gordon. And those three guys all shot like 80%. Michael Porter Jr. missed a couple threes, but KCP I think was 3 for 4 or 4 for 5 from 3. Aaron Gordon was like 1 for 2 and Michael Porter Jr. I think was like 3 for 9. And then Michael Porter Jr. was also like 5 for 5 from, you know, within the three-point line. So I think combined, those guys shot like seventy-five percent, you know, off on field goal percentage or something crazy. So, you know, you can't, you got to stop those guys. You can't, you know, we know Jokic and Jamal Murray are not. You, you're going to only contain them and hope to contain them, but the, you got to stop the role players. Um, but like Evan said, there was a lot of good things too. Uh, one thing that's really interesting is. We actually got to within four in the fourth quarter uh, and they took LeBron, Darvin Ham took LeBron James out. Uh, I forget exactly how much time was left. Maybe one of these two can correct me, but was it about like three minutes left in the fourth when they took LeBron out when we got to within four? That yeah, decade.
0: that, that, that sounds about right.
1: And so it was a huge media story. Cause I, you know, you could tell LeBron was unhappy when they were taking him out. And then after the game news breaks that, you know, uh, Dave McMiniman, a Lakers reporter, broke that, you know, you know, I've spoke to Darvin Ham and this is, you know, LeBron playing 29 minutes a night is like going to be their kind of general goal and minutes restriction for him this year, you know, in a in an effort to basically keep him ready for, you know, keep him healthy and rested and, you know, 100% ready once, once we go into the playoffs. Um, But a lot of fans were really upset that we took him out because we were within four. Um, And so it was really interesting because so then going back to that Suns game last night, uh, we actually saw Darvin Ham remove that minutes restriction. LeBron played the whole fourth quarter and we saw what happened. You know, obviously it wasn't all LeBron that got us the win. But I think had we kept him in in the fourth in that Nuggets game, we might have even been able to win that game, which is crazy because the nuggets played really fucking well uh, and like Evan said our guards struggled. so uh, overall you know the nuggets I think are the best I also need to touch on my my standings predictions from last week's episode. I, I foolishly put the nuggets third. Uh, they're either the, f- if the if they're not the first team they're the first or the second so uh, that's in my opinion that's probably the most the best team in the west right now. Uh, so to lose, you know, get within four and then take Braun out, you know, not the end of the world. And then win against uh Kevin Durant the next – or two nights later. So, Devin, what did you think about that that opening night Nuggets game?
2: Man, it was a – it was a long one for sure. Um, felt like KCP was getting whatever he wanted. I think he had over 20 points. Yep. yep. Um, I mean, Jokic is unbelievable. Dude just does whatever he wants on the offensive end. Um Seems like Jamal Murray goes off every time against us. Um, but, yeah, we need uh, – I would like to see some some better play from Austin Reeves. He's been kind of disappointed to start the year. Um, I was actually going to ask you guys if you're even concerned a little bit about him or if it's just like a get the rust off type of deal, but he is, he's not been good. Um, Yeah, dude. I, uh, I
1: totally agree. And, you know, Evan and I, as our listeners know, are both huge Austin Reeves fans, but I was the first to say it. Yeah, there you go. Evan's got the jersey (laughs) on. That's actually a sick jersey, by the way. That's a retro vintage, like Showtime Lakers jersey, but it's Austin Reeves. So that's a dope combo. But no, I was the first to call it out. Like he's, he looked, you know, very sloppy and sluggish in these first two games. And like, uh, very hesitant and like not aggressive, which, which we didn't, you know, that surprised me because he was super aggressive in the, in the playoffs and in the world cup this year or this summer. Um So yeah, I'll, I, you know, I'll be the first to admit he needs to play better. And I think he will. That's the biggest thing is I'm not worried at all that he's going to be look like this for the rest of the season. I think, you know, we actually saw something similar with him at the beginning of last season. Um And, in that same Derek Fisher interview, when he was talking about AD, he talks about Reeves and he's like, Hey, everyone needs to chill on Austin Reeves. He's still like 23 years old. He's in year three. He's still like rapidly improving. He's like, I guarantee by Thanksgiving, he'll be playing a level up from what he's playing right now. And I guarantee by the new years, he'll be playing a level up from, from that. So, and probably another level up in the playoffs. So, you know, he'll he'll consistently get better. We know he's gonna put in the work. I'm not worried, but definitely can't hide it or deny it that he has looked uh has not looked himself these past two games. I guess uh Evan, what are your thoughts on, on Austin's start?
0: Yeah, you know, um it's it's been a little like frustrating to watch because like to me, you know, he's he's a little bit tentative right now and yeah, he, he seems word. to kind of be thinking too much and you know like he's not his like fearless self at this point but but like you said like i you know he's he's really got you know that mamba mentality like you know i i feel like you know he he grinds and he like you know finds ways to bounce back you know all the time and learns from these you know bad games and bad experiences and stuff so so yeah, I do have faith that he's going to bounce back. But yeah, it, it has been disappointing. But uh, but I've also like, you know, the more I think about it, you well, know, it does kind of make sense. You know, he did did play in FIBA. You know, so there could be you know, there there could be just some, you know, even you know not just physical fatigue but mental fatigue, you know, at this point. And you know, he's getting so famous right now that insane. I also just wonder. I just wonder, yeah, the the fame and the money. And it's just, it's just a little heavy right now, but I I feel like it's going to, you know, he's, he's, he's a level-headed kid and he's going to balance it out. But like, but yeah, when you kind of think about like the, you know, like everything that's gone on this summer and like how things have gotten inflated, it does kind of make sense that, you know, he was kind of set up for a little bit of a letdown in some ways, but you know, Let's, you know, let's see how he does here against the Kings because it should be a really good matchup for him to exploit. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's the opportunity for him to bounce back.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm looking for all of our guards to bounce back um, offensively. Well, you know, D'Lo actually, I shouldn't say that. He actually did play really well offensively last night against the Suns. Uh, defense, he was definitely trying harder, but still... Uh, there's still a lot left to be desired, I think, as they say. Um, but I think those, I I look for those three guys to kind of have bounce back games against the Suns because the Suns don't have, they do have Davion Mitchell, who's a, who's a pretty solid guard defender. But other than that, you know, he comes off the bench too. He's not a starter. Other than that, their starting guards aren't great, great on defense, especially Malik Monk. So hoping they can all have bounce back games. Um, and yeah, hopefully the, well, I don't want to underestimate the Kings, but that feels almost like a get-right game for me, but I guess what are your guys' thoughts on on that Kings matchup coming up?
2: I think it'll be a it'll be another good test. Um, one of the healthier teams in the West, um, so they should have all their complementary guys available. Um, the game's in Sacramento, right? I think we go with Sacramento yep. and then home on for a back-to-back against Orlando. Yep. Um, so yeah, it'll be another good test. Hopefully the, the role players continue to improve. Um, but, yeah, I'm just – I'm so used to seeing Austin Reeves everywhere, both ends, all over the court. It's impossible not to notice him in these first two games. It's like, where the hell is Austin Reeves at? Like, you forget he's even out there. But
1: And there's one specific clip that, like, went a little bit viral from last night uh, that a lot of the, like, X's and O's guys on, on Twitter and just content creators have – Kind of called out. Uh, shout out to my guy Sean Davis. I think I saw it on his uh, his account with Lakers Nation. But there was a specific pick and roll play with Reeves and AD where AD comes and sets the pick. Austin uses Austin screens over, slides over, uh, and then AD rolls and AD's just wide open. And Austin misses misses A D on the roll and he I think kicks it out to like Torin Prince for three and Torin misses.
2: A D got a little irritated on it too, where he was like Yeah, of-
1: AD's like, you know, calling for the ball, uh yeah. wide, wide open, like perfect pick and roll. And Austin just missed it. Like it's you know, I, I don't know why he missed it, but he missed it and clearly kicked it out for three. And a lot of people are like calling him out for that. But you know, I I think like we all we all said, uh I think he'll bounce back and you know I think it's a combination of things of potentially bad matchup in those two games, a little bit of, you know, jitters for all the reasons Evan mentioned with just everything he's been through, you know, mentally, emotionally with the contract, the rise in fame. Uh, He's been playing basketball for basically a year straight now. So um, I get it. And I think he'll, I have no, uh, no fear that he, he won't bounce back. So uh, hopefully we can, we can see that against the Kings on Sunday.
2: I think, uh, I think Evan hit it right on the head with everything he was saying. So, and it's just two games. It's early. Yeah. He'll get right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. So, so anyway, let's, let's move on to the next topic. Um, you know, back to the suns now, the suns got charged for tampering. And, you know, (laughs) I remember a day when like, you know, we used to make jokes about, you know, nobody gets charged with tampering except for Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> chill, chill, but, chill. You know, exactly, chill on that. But, um, but yeah, it's like it seems like the, the league has really, you know, crank, cra- um, cracking down on tampering here in the past couple of seasons. You know, they got the Knicks last year with um, with Jalen Brunson, and you know, now they've gone after the Suns here with Drew Eubanks. And the Suns have Which, lost. Can we just their... stop
1: for a second and just laugh sure. that the Suns got hit with tampering for fucking Drew Eubanks? <laughs> for Drew. Yeah, that, yeah uh, I, I should I get tampering for Brunson. I get it for Brunson or for a star.
0: People, we're yeah, talking that, about that, a
1: backup center here.
0: <laughs> exactly. That should be repeated again. Drew Eubanks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry to interrupt. You can continue now. Evan. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs>
0: It's, yeah, it, it does need to be emphasized. <laughs> for sure.
2: We're talking about a guy that played so trash last night. I'm pretty sure they gave Eric Gordon some center minutes for him. They did.
1: They did. And Actually, Eric Gordon looked pretty good last night, I have to say. But uh, anyways, Evan, fin- you can finish your thought yeah. there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, man. So <laughs> – Anyway, they, they ended up losing their um, 2024 second round pick for this. And I also have to say, like, you know, for tampering, that's, that's also, like, that's still a slap on the wrist. Like, you know, like, if we're really going to crack down on tampering, I guess, like, shouldn't it be a first rounder? But, like, I don't know. I mean, that's that's my opinion. It, a second rounder, they seem, they seem still like they're just like candy. Like, people just you know toss them in for trades wherever and like you know they they just don't have as much value because it's a coin flip whether that second rounder is going to pan out or not anyway so yeah that that one what do you guys think about any of that you know the the punishment or you know or just it being drew eubanks or whatever
1: (laughs) oh yeah i think it's fucking hilarious uh i always i always think of drew eubanks because uh he was in that rap video, la- he was on the Blazers last year, and he was in that that freestyle rap video that Dame did when they got, like, stuck on a plane <laughs> in the snow, and, like, Drew Eubanks is, like, in a hoodie, like, bobbing next to Dame, just looking like a fucking idiot, uh, so, yeah, when the, when the Suns, you know, A, when they signed him, I, he's a decent signing, he's, a, you know, I guess he's a solid backup center, but uh, I thought it was kind of funny when they signed him and everyone was talking about, like, oh, this is a good depth move for the Suns. And then, yeah, now finding out that they, like, t- had to tamper to get him and they're now losing draft, you know, a second-round draft pick because of it is hilarious. Uh, and on top of all that, like Devin said, the fact that this guy just shat the bed last night against the Lakers is probably the best part. So, yeah, Devin, what are what are your thoughts?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I honestly – I didn't even know they tampered for him until I saw the, not- the ESPN notification or whatever that said – what they were losing for it. Yeah. That they had been charged, I had no idea, never would have guessed it. I think it's fucking hilarious that it's Drew Eubanks of all people. But yeah, the fact that he literally couldn't do anything right last night. Fouling, turning the ball over. Hilarious play defense. And then they put Eric Gordon in there for some center minutes and that was <laughs> that was the cherry on top. So
1: Yeah, that was I Eric Gordon, I got to say, I know I just said it. He did surprise me. That guy's like 38 years old, and there was talks of the Lakers possibly wanting to sign him or trade for him, and I was always like, what the fuck? No, like we do not want Eric Gordon. Uh, that guy is cooked, yeah. and he actually looked, he looked like he had a little bit left in the tank last night. Yeah. Maybe it's because it's game two of the season, but we'll see with that guy. <clears throat> but uh, moving uh, on uh, around, I mean, around the league Gordon, here. That's a thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead,
0: Evan. No, it's okay. I was just say, in regards to Eric Gordon, he, he's always been just up and down, in my opinion. Like, he'll give you a good game like that, and then, you know, a crappy game the next game. So, like, it's just the inconsistency yeah. in a lot of ways as, as he's aged, in my opinion.
1: Totally, totally. Um, but moving on around the league, uh, so we had we had the debut of Victor wembignana I think it was actually the first... It was, might have been the first game they play, or no? I, we, Ring night was the first one, but uh, I guess Wednesday night it was the first game that was on, uh, and so we saw the debut of Victor Wembignano with the Spurs. Uh, there was an article that came out right before the game uh, by Brian. I actually might have been an interview on on SportsCenter where Brian Wenhorst was basically saying that uh, Wemby is the most skilled prospect he's rookie prospect he's seen, and he believes he was more skilled than. LeBron is a rookie uh which is just a hilarious especially since we know winhorst was like used to be a huge LeBron guy uh yeah. and like something happened with them because he like stopped reporting on LeBron and so I don't know I think he also might have made that comment out of spite because something's going on with them but um and then to see you know Wimby actually had a solid opening game I think he had like 19 six, 19 points and like you know, 12 rebounds, maybe I want to say, in like a couple of blocks. Um, but then you look at LeBron's, I think a lot of people were doing side-by-side comparisons after this comment. And I think LeBron had like 28 points in his rookie night with like nine assists or something. So, um, yeah, I don't, you know, looking at Wembenyana, he's definitely an alien, definitely super insanely skilled. Uh, but his body is so, mass- so tall and so lanky that he has a lot of like restrictions, I think, that LeBron didn't have, just like mo- with mobility. Um, so I'm taking rookie Braun, but I'm also like Victor Wembanyama is definitely here and here to stay. And the Spurs look great. I think they're gonna be a problem this year. Um, so yeah, what did you guys think about this this Brian Winhorse? Uh Rookie Wemby is better than Rookie Braun comment.
2: Yeah, I would say uh I would say LeBron was definitely more polished. Yeah.
0: this
2: yeah, time. Um, yeah exactly. more um, Vic still has a lot of potential. We'll see if he ends up getting a body like Giannis or if he stays skinny like KD. Um, but yeah, he's just got he doesn't have a lot of weight down there, he's gonna get pushed around a lot. They're gonna make it tough for him. Um, hopefully, he stays healthy. Um, he is fun to watch, but yeah, I would say. LeBron was definitely more pro ready at the time, and he just—he was the whole package, man. Defense, offense, distributing, playmaking—it was—it was special. He's been special since high school.
1: Yep. Um. Yeah, Evan, what are your what are your thoughts?
0: <clears throat> yeah, you know, my basic opinion on this is that I feel a statement like that when you're comparing like two great players like this. Like it's, it's almost insulting to both players to compare them yeah. because first of all, they're like, you know, completely different skill sets yeah, and, you know, completely different body types. Um, just like, and, and that to me alone, like you, you shouldn't be doing this big comparison because, you know, they're both incredibly skilled. You know, but like in different ways, because LeBron was the most incredibly skilled passer that I've ever seen at that age. Like, you know, closest I've ever seen to Magic Johnson, you know, that like nobody else at that young age between those two were that good at passing the ball. I mean, they're, they're, they're savants at it. And Wemby is a savant at, um, know knocking down threes and you know breaking down people off the dribble and blocking shots. I mean that that reach that he has is just absolutely insane and scary. Like I mean the the windows in the NBA are small as as it is but adding him to that defensive side like it's just it's insane and it's also kind of fun to watch too because like you know he'll come out of nowhere and just like that reach like just disrupt so many shots as well as just knock him into the cheap seats and like yeah um so that's the big thing for me like you're you're comparing an apple to an orange basically and you know people say these kinds of things for headlines and i'm glad you brought up the point you know about windhorst and you know the the relationship between Braun, because that is probably a big reason why he is saying things like this. And it's also, you know, they'll say these things just, you know, just for the headline and just to get people like us to be talking about it. So, So, but, you know, anyway, my main comment on that is to just stop comparing, you know, players and, and just kind of appreciate them for their individuality. Like, You know, there are a lot of players that are very close, like Kobe and Mike are very close in skill set, but they're still very different players when you break them down. So, like, you know, I just I want people to, you know, appreciate their individuality a little bit more. And like, you know, it's okay to do a player comp. But when you do a player comp, like give some reasoning for it and don't just do this like you know, he's more skilled at this age than, than this other one. Cause it's, there's no way to quantify any of that. And it's just, it's kind of BS talk bullshit. So yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, definitely just a reminder to appreciate greatness. I think that's, that's just a recurring theme, I think on this podcast. Um, and just speaking of appreciating greatness, one thing that I did just remember uh, when Devin was saying that LeBron's basically you know, been good for 21 years. Uh, in the game last night, there was a play in the fourth quarter where he jumped up to block a shot. I, I don't know if it was a shot or a pass uh, from Kevin Durant. And this guy, there's a you know viral picture going around. This guy jumped at least 40 inches in the air uh, in year 21. I actually thought when I first saw the photo, I thought it was Photoshopped. Uh, and I was like, that's got to be fake. And then the, the Lakers, like the official Lakers Instagram account, released a clip of the whole play. Was you that can actually that, see that you high can resolution
2: see, picture that you retweeted. Oh,
1: dude, it's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so yeah, just to see that in year 21 is absolutely insane. So uh his longevity just continues to blow my mind. Uh, I think he played the entire fourth quarter. So uh appreciate greatness, people. Appreciate Pretty greatness. <laughs> yeah.
0: So anyway, let's move on to the next topic here. Like, So now the NBA has decided with the All-Star Game to go back to East versus West format. So to me, this just kind of feels like they've kind of thrown up their hands and kind of run out of ideas and are just like, "Uh, let's go back to how it used used to be. And, you know, there's still so many things wrong with the All-Star Game and... I don't think this is going to do much to fix it. Um, you know, so, to me, like what I'd rather see than the all star game would be if we could get like maybe some one on one or a little three on three format with a lot of the players, that could be you know really interesting. and you know, maybe even settle a lot of people's debates about who's better than who or you know, just and just be fun to watch in a lot of ways. So, anyway, what do, what do you guys think about, you know, as the NBA just kind of, like, thrown up the white flag and surrendered? Um, do you think there's anything better that can be done for the, you know, for the All-Star game? Um, what thoughts do you guys have? So, I have a couple of thoughts.
1: I definitely agree with Evan. It's, it's definitely the NBA, like, trying to just put lipstick on something that they've already, you know <laughs> – but lipstick on something that's already been used, uh kind of deal. Um, but I'm also I'm also uh I'm also excited though to to go back to that format because especially now we talk about constantly how much better this year and last year, how much better the Western conference is than the Eastern Conference in terms of just uh like you know, we've got like 12 solid teams in the West Coast, and there's probably like four, you know, five solid teams in the East. Um, so I do think it'll be good, a good reminder to just have the West beat the shit out of the East and kind of remind the East, like, you guys are inferior. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, they can definitely I, I hadn't really thought about like how I would want to do it. I like Evan's suggestion of like, yeah, doing a doing maybe like a three on three tourney and then like, also maybe have two separate tournaments where we have a three on three tournament where like guys can sort of create their own teams and then also have maybe have a one on one tournament where um, players like have to opt into like, you know, it's an, it's an optional or something, Um, but that would be sweet. Um But yeah, you know, I, at the end of the day, I, with the, the, li- I, anything's better than the stupid, like draft pick format. I don't know. I thought that shit was super stupid and lame, Uh especially when they didn't do it live. There was one year where they just like announced the picks on like head woge, like yeah. drop the, the teams on Twitter. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing ever. It was a little bit cooler when they announced it, but I'm I'm just happy we're going back to East first West. I agree with Evan's thing that that you know one v one or three v three would be cool, but ultimately it'll probably just stick East first West. Evan, Devin, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I, uh, first off, I love the idea of the one on one tournament. I think that would that would draw a lot of eyes. Um, that would be very interesting to watch. Um, good TV. Um, but yeah I like I like the simple format. I like the east versus west. I like to see the the talent disparity um, see which conference is going through what um, I didn't mind the draft pick one. I mean I'm a little biased being a Bron fan went six and0 so yeah um,
1: <laughs> he was a, he was a captain yeah. all six years or whatever
2: yeah. uh, but but no I like uh, I like that they're going back. Um, keep it simple. Um, but I was going to ask you guys, what do you guys think of the East? Who do you, you think it's Boston or Milwaukee? Both teams had their new, their new additions had a solid first game. I've been seeing a lot of talk about who, who thinks who's better. Um, and I'm pretty sure that they have the same odds to win the championship right now. I think they're co favorites. Um, but what do you guys think is coming out of the East?
1: Yeah, so we actually did our we did our standings predictions last week, uh, right before the season started. Uh, and I I have the Celtics over the Bucks, but I do, and I still have we even both after do. these. First, yep. Yeah, we both do even after these first two games. I still have Celtics over Bucks, but I actually had kind of a hot take last week. I, uh, Devin, I think you got a little bit of like frequency with your mic there, but um, better uh, maybe just unmute and unmute it for a second, but. Um, yeah, so I had Celtics over the Bucks, but the Bucks are playing a lot better than I talked about last week. That I thought the the Cavs were going to finish above the Bucks in the East. I had the Cavs at two and the Bucks at three. Um, but after that first game of the Bucks last night, they looked fucking good. Dame scored I think thirty nine points. Giannis had like twenty five and twelve rebounds and like I don't know how many assists. Um, and so I do have to say the Bucks look better than I thought. But ultimately, I, I still have the Celtics. Coming out of the East, uh, Evan. What are your thoughts after those those first couple games in the East?
0: Yeah, the the Celtics. I, I I still think that they're they're the better team. It's you know it's pretty close, but you know, I feel like the Bucks really lost a lot defensively when they lost Drew Holiday, and when I look at when I look at that backcourt of um, Beasley and Damian Lillard like in a lot of ways for a lot of guards, that's going to be food. Like, you know, we got to be honest here. Like, you know, they're not, they're not stopping a whole lot of people. So, you know, like Dame's going to have to have a lot of like, you know, a lot of 40 point nights and stuff, you know, for them to win. So, yeah, I I think that, you know, they're, they're still going to be a really good team, but I, I feel Boston's the better team. You know, Porzingis is, um, you know, looking really, really good, and I think that he's, you know, a great um, fit for them too. So, you know, I really like Boston you know, just because with the addition of Porzingis and Drew Holiday, I I think that puts them over the top. Because initially, before they had Drew, I would have I would have picked the Bucks, but. Now that the Celtics do have Drew, I think they're just a little bit better.
1: Agreed. And I saw some crazy stat from the Celtics' first game where... Who did the Celtics play in that first game? Was it the Heat? Yeah, the Knicks. Knicks. The Knicks Knicks guards went... uh, When Drew Holiday was guarding the Knicks guards that night, I think combined they were like 1-for-17 shooting or like something crazy. So he just absolutely... Absolutely locked down uh, the perimeter, which you know I would expect nothing less from Drew Holiday. And uh, you know, Evan and I talked a lot about when they made that trade, all the all, all the great things that Drew Holiday brings to a team. And yeah, they're going to be Celtics are going to be really good. So, it answers Devin Devin's question. I think both of us have Celtics, but uh, the Bucks are no joke. I just think defensively, they're a little more suspect than than the Celtics.
2: For sure, yeah. I uh, I like that both guys. Both new pieces had a big game. Um, It was nice to see Porzingis show up. Um, Hopefully he can stay healthy and keep balling out like that. Um, I was talking to one of my buddies, and I personally think if they had Drew in that game, what was it, last night against the 76ers, I think they would have lost by double digits. Really? Um, Yeah, just Drew doesn't have – he doesn't do what Dame did last night. Even being able to get to the free throw line, Dame had nine free throws in the first half. Drew Holiday made eight his entire career with the Bucks, and, and that was his career high for a game. Dame had nine in the first half. His ability to get to the line, um, his ability to score, close, take over. Um, the 76ers shot the lights out too. Granted, they might not have done that with Drew Holiday, Garden like Maxi and shit. But I just think Dame's ability to keep the Bucks within reach. Um, I mean, Maxi was going off. Ubre went off. Tobias Harris had a nice game. Um, yeah, I think, I think if they had Drew last night, they lose by double digits. I also think you have to throw Bud into that conversation too, though. Um, I think Adrian Griffin, um, he'll be all right, but, but yeah, if they had Drew and Bud and they just, just the way Dame's able to score.
1: Yeah, no, uh, that's actually interesting. I wouldn't have, I, I, I didn't really think, well, I hadn't even thought about it that way, but i I don't know if I don't know if they would have lost if they had drew last night, but um, I mean, yeah, Dame was incredible. And talking about getting to the line, the guy was seventeen for seventeen from for free throws last night, uh, no and I think order. he had thirty nine yeah. points total. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, they gave up they gave up a lot of per- gar- perimeter defense and sort of guard defense, uh, but they also got you know probably one of the most besides like Steph Curry, probably the best like offensive guard in the game. So, um, you know, that'll be, that'll be super interesting to watch. And I actually like Adrian Griffin, but, um, and then like you said, the Sixers played Sixers played well. I think Kelly Oubre was, they got him on a veteran minimum. He had an incredible game, uh, and was like shot insanely efficiently. Um, and so it'll be super, super interesting to kind of see how this James Harden situation plays out. Um, which is kind of a nice segue into our, into our next topic, which is uh, that James Harden didn't play in that opening game um, for a lot of reasons, I guess I'll give kind of a quick synopsis and then you guys can give your thoughts. So uh, I think like right around when we recorded our last episode a week ago, we had found out that James Harden was away from the team or like missed a practice. I think he had like just missed his first practice last time we recorded and, um, we didn't really know what was going on. We thought it was just like out of spite. And then so he ends up missing 10 days uh, of practice with the Sixers. And like for the first week, there wasn't much reporting. Like everyone just kind of assumed it was, you know, because he was pissed at Maury. And then it comes out like, oh, he was actually dealing with a personal, a family emergency. His mom was super sick and he was tending to her. Um, And then there was some other reporting saying that that wasn't the case. Um, And there's, and so ultimately he, he did rejoin the team after these 10 days and he tried to get on the flight to go play the Sixers because they were in Philadelphia uh, and he got, uh, or sorry, they were going to play the Bucks because they were in Milwaukee uh, and security turned him away at the airport uh, and wouldn't let him get on the flight. So there's a lot of mixed reports, uh, but yeah, ultimately they didn't have Harden. I think they might've been able to win that game if they did have him. Um, but just, I guess, Evan, what's what's your thoughts on the continued James Harden saga, and, and where do we go from here?
0: Just, like, you know, I, I knew this was going to get, like, crazy, but, like, this is already, like, oh, man. Yeah. Um, you know, James... He's got, you know, he's testing, he's testing the CBA like kind of to its limits because, you know, I'm not sure if you guys heard also that, um, you know, they're, they're also going to be, the the NBA is going to be investigating, um, you know, into them and whether or not his absence in that game was, you know, medically or you know or you know excusable under the new rules so so yeah he, he's testing it like as much as possible you know because that game i have a feeling he was going to sit out and it would have been like a huge fine and i feel like daryl Mori is stepped in and doing a favor for him right now so that's that's kind of the way i look at it and like yeah this 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 whole thing has really gotten, you know, really interesting. And I, I, you know, it's it's also I feel like, you know, it's proving my point a little bit that I think Mori is doing his best to hold on to James. You know, so <laughs> so yeah, it's really, really interesting. And I don't think he's gonna be traded. You know, there were, you know, of course, like the big viral thing today was that Perk was suggesting that Harden should be traded to the Lakers to to fix our guard problem. And you know, all I can say to that is get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, no thanks. unsubscribe. Unsubscribe from Perkins. No. Um
0: <laughs> like that that's not no. No. <laughs> I wouldn't so, like even him on South Bay Lakers, man. Keep
2: him the fuck away. yeah
0: Yeah.
1: dude I'm we're we're good on that um no
0: and like so the earliest you know anybody's gonna trade for him at this point I guess is you know December 15th and all that but like I think it's gonna be much longer because I I don't think anybody really wants the headache like you know it's he's done this so many times that I don't think anybody wants to deal with it like you know the Clippers seemed like the only team that was interested and you know, they don't seem to be budging on price and Daryl Daryl Morey doesn't want to take that. So I don't see how this resolves anywhere other than James Harden is going to be in Philly all year and he's going to be disgruntled all year. And I feel bad for Philly fans in a lot of ways that, that really, that, that sucks, you know, and you know, they actually look pretty good without him you know, in that, that first game. And, you know, it's, they're not, they're not going to be good enough to be like a number three seed for again for sure, you know, and especially if he doesn't play, but like in, in a lot of ways they are better without him. And, you know, he, he's just, I feel like he's just going to create a disruption all year and, you know, it's going to be interesting. Maybe it works out, maybe, you know, Maury, has stepped in and like they've patched that up but like i have my doubts you know because these fines are huge when he when he starts missing games and he starts you know really being you know being a problem those fines are you know a half a million per game you know and apparently he's got you know 18 million saved up to play pay fines is the rumor that i've heard oh i haven't
1: heard that that's hilarious someone reported that
0: somebody so reported dashed that
1: in his checking account just ready to mm-hmm. pay fines.
0: <laughs> but like man that that's still like that that adds up quit that's 36 games you know like i mean and and for what i mean you're just you're just throwing money away to the nba to kind of prove like a childish point like you know like i i just i just wish james would like kind of just knock it off and realize that like, you know, you made this bed, you got to lay in it for a while. Like just cut it out. That's my opinion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a super toxic situation. And just one other point that I missed in the synopsis of kind of just events that have occurred. Another report that came out this week amidst all of like James Harden getting rejected by security is that the Clippers have stepped back from trade negotiations with the Sixers. So the Clippers were Harden's like top, you know, destination that he wanted to go to. It sounded like the Clippers are actually interested in, in trying to trade for Harden. And then the report came out this week that the Sixers wanted Terrence Mann and the Clippers refused to include Terrence Mann in a trade. And that's basically where it stopped. And I guess the Clippers have since, uh, the, the report from Woj or Shams, I forget who who reported it was, you know, they've quote unquote, stepped back from negotiations. So yeah, he's looking. It's a pretty bad situation, uh, Devin. What are your, what are your thoughts on on James Harden?
2: Yeah, like Evan said, I think he's he's trying to prove prove a, a shitty point right now, and he is absolutely not helping his own case. Um, he's done this far too often. Um, nobody's at this point on him as if he turns into like a Russell Westbrook situation, gets bought out get him for cheap and fucking test the waters with them. But, like, at this point, the 76ers are better off keeping him away from the team. He's just going to get in Maxie's way. Maxie's a young, budding star who I think will help them more than James Harden would help them. Um, and then, like you said, I heard the 76ers wanted Terrence Mann in a first. But yep. obviously the Clippers aren't giving that up. Um, they offered a bunch of role players at this point. I don't think more role players are going to help the 76ers. Um, yeah. And
1: all they've got is old role players.
2: Yeah. Marcus Morris, Robert Covington. Yeah, totally. But, um, yep. Also like at this point they're in jeopardy of losing Joel Embiid. Like, I don't know how much more he can take. So yeah, they got, uh, they got some things to work through over there, but. Yeah, Harden is. Uh, he's not helping his case. I saw a video the other day. He was at like a house party, a big ass house party with, and like, curving chicks and shit. Like, dude, dude, can you imagine there what there. he would do in LA? He would literally live. Wow, in yeah. Float. Like yeah. But oh, God. Yeah, yeah, I'm good on Harden. Um, they said I think if he leaves to go to another team, this will be four teams in four years. Yep. So yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous.
1: Um, yeah, the one spot I could maybe see, it's not gonna happen for a while because I think like Evan said, people are just gonna wait until the the Sixers come down on price. but the one team I could maybe see working out a deal is the heat, um where they maybe package like Tyler Harrow and some picks or something. um and I could maybe see Pat Riley like or Jimmy Butler or someone trying to request for that, but, even that is a little bit of a long shot. I don't think Pat Riley would want to deal with Harden. That's a whole other thing. Um, that's definitely not uh, mm-hmm. Pat Riley is that is not mm-hmm. his way of, of operating. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Evan can probably speak a little bit more on that. Yeah, yeah I, I know he's got him in it. the background there. Uh but yeah, yeah Pat Riley's like you a militant mess. Yeah, he's a militant style guy who does not put up with <laughs> fuckery and Harden's got the most, you know fucks around the most of anyone so uh yep yeah i don't know that's just the one reports i've been seeing is maybe the heat will go for him but i think like evan said he'll ultimately be kind of sitting on the bench and i bet he actually ends up playing for the sixers by the end of the year because it's just bad for both parties but well again not our problem i don't really care that much but we will definitely be be following it for you guys
0: yeah and actually like like, go go ahead i was just gonna say one last thought on that the way i kind of see it as like he's probably going to selectively choose which games he's going to get fined for so like you know whenever he's like going to a nice strip club place you know that that'll be the game he misses and he'll take the yeah. fine for that one and like that's what he's got the eighteen million 18 money saved for.
1: It's like um i'm hung over today <laughs> yeah. i'm still drunk like i'll just miss this one exactly
0: right yeah and he'll just yeah it'll just be toxic like that you know that's instead of doing weird. 36 in a row he'll spread them out <laughs>
2: And the thing with Harden's attitude, like, if he does come back, what's he gonna give you? Like, he's the type of guy to give you like half-ass play, do his own thing, fucking step back threes, not play defense. Like, I mean, he already doesn't do that, but he definitely has no motivation now to help them at all. Um, but back to Collins' point, I think if the Heat had anybody but Pat Riley in charge, right. they would they would go for him. They're almost they almost seem like they're getting desperate at this point. They lost out on Dame. They didn't get Drew. They lost their starting backcourt from last year when they made the finals. Like, I think if it was anybody but Pat Riley, they would uh, find a way to pull the trigger on that. But yeah, Pat Riley's not going for that. No so. way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But moving on to, uh, to a little bit NFL. I know we we got we got deep into it with Van last week, who was a Denver Nuggets fan pre previewing uh the ring night matchup. So didn't get a chance to talk NFL last week. So wanted to do a, a quick week seven recap and kind of a week eight preview. Uh as I said earlier, obviously Devin, my guy, former uh fellow Packers fan, um, we're we're down real bad right now. We lost to the Broncos last week which uh, that was the Packers, you know, I was talking about the Kings being the Lakers get right game. The Broncos is about as easy of a get right game as yeah. you can get in the NFL right now. And we, we did not get right whatsoever. We, we lost. Got wrong. Yeah, we got, freaking, <laughs> we got wrong by Russell Wilson and the fuck around gang. Uh, I think the final score was like 19 to 17. Uh, and the worst part about it, Devin is cause we fucking came back and we got the lead With like, I think it was like a minute, two minutes left, a minute left in the fourth quarter, and they just drive right down the field and kick a field goal, like with time expiring. But yeah, yeah, Devin, I guess what are your thoughts on on the Packers right now? And then we'll we'll get to Evans Ravens after that.
2: Yeah, man, I think uh, it's gut wrenching right now, just because every single one of our losses except the Lions game, which is probably the only game that we should have lost, even going into the season. I had us at five and one going into the bye, um, but like the fact that we had a had a two possession lead on the Falcons, blew it. Came back against the Saints, whatever. That's cool, but just how we lost these last two against the Raiders and the Broncos is absolutely devastating. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, self uh, reflection that needs to be done by a lot of people. Um, we're getting bit by the injury bug right now too. So, I mean, that's typical Packer shit, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're, uh, we're point and a half underdogs going into this game on Sunday against the Vikings. So I can't remember the last time we were underdogs at Lambeau Field against the Vikings, but I feel like it's been a minute. Um, but yeah, I just need, I need Love to settle down. Easy throws. Oh. He, doesn't, he doesn't need to play hero ball. Um, take what's there and I need Matt LaFleur to use Aaron Jones man like the Niners are using McCaffrey with a broken rib he's not 100% like at this point there's really no excuses just just run your dogs man
1: yeah 100% Uh, yeah gotta see more Aaron Jones like he's the most uh, he's the best playmaker on our team hands down uh, and you gotta give him the ball and you know at least give him a chance to make plays which we have not been doing And then, like you said, Love's got to settle down. I'm not a lot of you know non-Packers fans, and actually, a lot of Packers fans are like fully out on Jordan Love after these last two weeks. I'm not out at all. Like I did expect these these rough bumps, Uh, and he's not getting much help either. Our O line's banged up, so they're you know he's constantly getting pressured. And Devin alluded to it. Matt Lafleur, our coach, has just been I you know had in the past had thought of him as a pretty solid offensive play caller. His play calling this year has just been awful. Uh and so he's not you know hasn't been putting love in great spots. Uh and then love also has just been constantly pressured so and he's also played, you know, hasn't played great. He's he's had some turnovers and he's missed some play missed some reads. But, you know, ultimately like I said, he definitely has the fundamentals. He still has the super strong arm. He's got the great, you know, uh the quick feet, you know, uh just high IQ football player so It's his rookie year. It's his first year playing. There's going to be rough rough times like this. So uh, I hope we can, you know. The other part that you also mentioned is we're playing the Vikings this week, which the Vikings had sucked ass, and we thought they were, like, horrible and going to be, like, a first, you know, number one overall pick with Jefferson being out. Since then, they've won, like, three games in a row without Jefferson. Jefferson's coming back soon. Jordan Addison, my guy from USC, is killing it for them. Um, and Kirk Cousins, who Evan and I have kind of been poking all season, actually looks pretty pretty solid right now. So uh, they're about as hot as you can be right now, and we're about as cold as you can be. So hopefully, you know, it's the NFL; anything can happen. Hopefully, we win. But uh, not not ideal times for for Packers fans right now. But Evan, you're actually uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, so I'm I want to hear your thoughts on on how the Ravens are doing because they looked fucking awesome last week. So,
2: Evan, who are you a fan of? Who's your NFL team?
0: The Ravens. So, like, I am very, very pleased with their performance after Sunday. Like, beating up on Detroit like that was was really satisfying because, you know, all season long, you know, that offensive line has been banged up. And, you know, it's, it's been hard to get any kind of continuity going with them, but this past Sunday, they played phenomenally. And, you know, because of that, like Lamar Jackson had his best game of the season too. And like, just, you know, the big guys don't get enough credit, you know, like we, we talk about the skill players all the time, but those guys on the line, you know, they're, they're the ones that, you know, put a team over the top. And if, if the Ravens can, you know, continue to play like that with, with their offensive line and, you know, their defense is playing as good as they are. Yeah. I'm really, really pleased with their chances, you know, for Super Bowl going forward. So yeah, that was, that was a really nice win and best game of the season for them. Best game of the season for Lamar, who's been great all season. Really, you know, I feel like, you know, he's he's played within himself the the most I've ever seen him. And you know, he's he's really kind of understood, you know, how to, you know, when and when and where to be a little bit reckless, you know, and yeah, it's it's been great to watch. And yeah, I've I've been I, I was just yeah thrilled with Sunday.
1: Yeah. And also shout out to to your guys' rookie receiver Zay Flowers. He has been fucking oh, awesome. He's, uh, yeah. and he's the number one receiver threat for you guys. So to see a rookie, I know he was a first round pick. I th- you know I expected him to be great, but uh he is like a bona fide WR one right now. Uh so shout out to him. Um and then kind of the only I guess the only hole in the Ravens roster right now, in my opinion, would be at running back and there's now rumors that you guys might trade for that. Derrick Henry is on the block for the Titans and that the Ravens might trade for him. So, I mean, if you guys get Derrick Henry, yeah, you guys are definitely super bowl contenders in my opinion, but what are your thoughts on that, that rumor going around?
0: Yeah. Like you said, I mean, you know, that would be pretty amazing, you know, but there is the, uh, something to be said for, you know, the way Derrick Henry has played this year you know, maybe he's losing a little bit of tread on that tire, finally. You know, like, he has carried the ball so many times for the past three seasons. You know, I, I think it's pretty close to record times. Um, so, yeah, like, it would be good, but, like, he, you know, he's just a change of pace guy at this point. And, like, you know, having him with Justice Hill – and um gus edwards you know it'd be a nice combination but it also depends on how much how much we're going to give up for him cuz you know at this point in his career i wouldn't give up more than you know maybe like a fifth rounder or so for giving him up so but we'll see like you know that that would be great you know the we still got a couple weeks before the trade deadline i think what is it um november it's Tuesday. halloween oh
1: shit oh, it oh, that soon all right so we'll Probably find up. out by the next episode okay
0: so uh, it's that soon.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do agree with, with Evan that actually it was funny. My, my friends from home, we did a someone, one of our friends put it together uh, last year. They added up all of Derek Henry's carries uh, from high school all the way till, till now um, because the guy he played all four, he like holds, I think the Florida state high school record for rushing yards. He played like all four years of high school. Uh, and then also got, like, run into the ground when he was at Alabama. And I forget the number, but just for the listener, Google Derrick Henry lifetime carries. There's a stat going around, and it's it's insane. Uh, so definitely agree with Evan that there's some tread on those tires. But also, like, just him in the playoffs, like, that's the type of player that you want in playoff, in a tough, cold January playoff football game. If you've got just a – 240 pound like horks in your backfield that you can just give the ball to like that's you know and we've seen what he's done in the playoffs like those are the types of dudes that even though they might be a little bit over the hump in the regular season like you want him on your team in the playoffs and like you said i think he wouldn't go for much because like i mean even fucking christian mccaffrey went for like not even a first round pick so i feel like these superstars get traded for like almost nothing when they're you know, on the block towards the, the over-the-hump status. So, yeah, I will we'll, I guess we'll find out by next episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the other thing I do have to say is, like, you know, a Henry and Lamar, you know, on that goal line does make for one hell of a nice option play, too. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: the, the, exactly. RPO, so, yeah, the RPO, you know, RPO game, if they got him, would be ungodly. Yeah. But yeah. Um, that, the other thing about trading a, for him is uh, – Whoever trades for him has to pay him after this year, too. So nobody's going to give up a high draft pick for that. Yeah. Uh, you know how running very backs are paid point. nowadays. So, but
0: very good point.
1: Yeah. That's almost like a rental. Like that's very common in the MLB. Uh, right. I do like the rentals where you basically trade for a player who's, contract is up at the end of the season so you're only getting him for like a half or a third of the season uh and you know he might not even re-sign with you so i could even see a rental situation where it's like yeah fuck it we'll give up a six rounder for renting derrick henry for half a season in the playoffs and like i said i think just the playoffs alone it would be worth it but we'll we'll be following it and we'll i guess follow up for you guys next week but um yeah, moving on. That's that's kind of that's it for our NFL and NBA talk. So, we've got a good historical stoner circle for you guys this week. So, Devin, every week we do a little segment on here called the Historical Stoner Circle where we name three uh usually it's like an athlete, uh a historical person and uh like a celebrity or an actor uh and we we name three people and we ask gas or pass uh basically would you smoke weed with that person? So, um i'll i'll start with our first one we'll go we'll go through for each of us gasser pass and then we'll go on to the next one so our first uh i i came up with the 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 loaded the 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 deck this week uh so our first guest is idris elba gasser pass with idris elba who i originally was going to do stringer bell from the wire and then i was like fuck it i just got to do i got to do idris elba and just as a whole so evan uh gasser pass with with idris elba
0: Oh, this is this is a definite, definite gas. Yeah, like, yeah. I I love not only Idris's acting, but I love his music too. His music is f- awesome. So like, yeah, I I, I would love to fucking tail and vibe with Idris, and like, yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I love his acting, and so he's a definite, definite pass or definite gas for me. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm behind myself
2: right now. So, Devin, what about you? I'm right there with Evan. Absolute chill sesh. Bring it on all day.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. Gas, uh, Stringer Bell, the character from The Wire I mentioned, is just all time. That's an all-time show, and Stringer's an all-time character. Uh, I always tweet the the viral meme of him saying, I want you to put the word back out. We back up. Uh, and I, you know, we got the Lakers headband on it. Uh, but yeah, gas with Idris Elba for sure. He's the man, uh, incredible actor. I need to check out, uh, there was a show I think that came out on Apple TV this year called like hijack or something where like it's all the whole show takes place on a plane, a flight that got hijacked. And I think Idris Elba like saves the day. I'm not really sure. I hear it's a great show though. So I need to check that out, but uh, moving on to our historical figure, Albert Einstein. Gas or pass with Albert Einstein, uh, Evan? You go first.
0: Definitely, definitely gas <laughs> without Albert. Like, you know, it, it would be fun to just talk about, you know, so many things about with him. You know, just science related, life related. You know, he's just he's just an interesting guy, and yeah, I would I would definitely want to you know get high with him and you know have him have him talk over my head a little bit so yeah
1: I have no idea what you just said but it sounded awesome (laughs) yeah he's definitely yeah uh Devin what about you
2: absolutely I feel like he's one of those dudes that just would not stop talking and he would just fucking hit you with information like shit you've never heard about and you'd be sitting there like what did he just say? And then he fucking keep talking and say something else. You wouldn't even have time to think about it. But yeah, that would be legendary.
1: Yeah, I'm with you as well. Definite, definite gas. Uh, he would be dropping gems left and right. I'm sure a lot of it would go over my head. But you know, we always talk about uh, appreciating greatness and just you know, any try, trying to soak up knowledge. Uh, he would be a, a, a great guy to soak up some knowledge from. Um, so this is, uh, this could be a controversial one. Our last one, not an athlete, but well, actually he is an athlete. Cause he did play in the NBA, but currently a coach, Darvin ham, uh, Evan gas who passed with, with coach Darvin.
0: Oh man, this, this one, this one is so tough. I'm, I'm really torn on this one. Like I, I really like Darvin. I, I like him a lot, but like, I, I, I think my fear is that like, if I sat down and, and spoke with him that like i might start ripping into him uh, some of the things that are going on with the team (laughs) like
1: you Uh, know you can use a challenge right like (laughs) you can't just save those things for the next game buddy
0: you you can take your hands out of your pocket sometimes bro (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know but yeah but i i really like darvin and like like i i want to say yes but like you know, maybe just just because of my crazy passion of like, like being a Laker fan, and just what I might say and might regret saying, <laughs> I think I might have to pass.
1: <laughs> That's fair. That is very fair, Uh and also hilarious. I'm just picturing you just fucking going in on Darvin Ham, uh, and him <laughs> like not not knowing what to do. Uh Devin, what about you? Gasser pass with Darvin Ham.
2: I'm also torn on this, just because <laughs> like. Being a Lakers fan, like, yeah, it'd be dope to smoke a blunt with the Lakers head coach. Like, that would be awesome. But at the same time, fucking one pass around and he's so high that he's got his hands in his pocket and you can't fucking (laughs) pass it to him. So, like, like, I just, I I don't know. I feel like that'd be, that'd be weird. There's definitely a lot of other people I'd rather smoke with other than Darvin Ham.
1: For sure. Uh, Yeah, I'm also torn, but I think I ultimately have to go with gas like Evan, I would definitely have the tendency to want to rip into him, but I feel like I'm also good at, I can control myself enough. And if we're smoking, you know, I would just get high enough. I feel like where I would like have a conversation with him about what's going on without maybe ripping into him. uh, And maybe like thinking in my, my own stupid head that I can like convince him to, to maybe, to maybe change his methodology, which is probably not true at all, but uh, a (laughs) hilarious moment from last night's game that I got to touch on. That that happened with De- or that happened with Darwin, and then Devin just had a comment that fucking made me die laughing. So with LeBron's minutes restriction, you know, obviously the first game against the Nuggets, he got taken out within four point when we were within four points, and he yeah. only played twenty nine minutes. Uh, so against the Suns, Darvin left him in for the whole fourth fourth quarter. We win the game, but there was a moment when I think he got to like thirty minutes. I forget there might have been like five minutes left in the fourth quarter where you could tell, like, I think they actually had an assistant come up to Darvin, one of the assistant coaches, came up to Darvin, whispered in his ear, like, clearly whispered, like, all right, he's at, you know, 30 minutes or he's at the restriction. Darvin looks at LeBron, like, it's right at a time where they're able to make a substitution. Darvin looks at Bron, like, Bron just gives him the fucking death stare. And Devin had a hilarious comment in our group chat where he's like, he's like, Darwin, Darvin, you know, Darvin looked at Bron and Bron just looked at him and said, don't you fucking, you know, I'm not coming out. I'll have you on the next bus out of here, buddy. Put your fucking hands in your pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking died laughing. Cause that's probably exactly what happened. And, uh, he left Darwin or he left LeBron in the game. Uh, and we won and yeah, it was a fucking hilarious moment. Um, so yeah, I had to bring that up with, with the Darwin gasser pass, but, uh, yeah, that's our, that's our historical stoner circle this week. I, I loaded the deck for myself, but I'm glad that, that we got, (laughs) I'm glad we got some, uh, some passing from you guys on Darvin ham. So. Well,
0: cool. And like, so I guess we're going to wrap it up here pretty soon, but like, you know, we're going to move on to, you know, what we're watching this weekend. And, um, I'm still, um, you know, getting back into the, the boys and I just finished season two. So I'm ready to catch up with season three and be all caught up. Nice. And yeah, I've, I've been, I've been really enjoying it. Like, you know, cause like I said, you know, I had initially watched, you know, the, the first season and about like about three or four episodes into the second season. And, you know, just got distracted with other things and, you know, pulled away and, so getting back into it, like, you know, I, I figured, you know, it was great to go back and watch the whole thing. Cause there were a number of things I'd forgotten. And what I really like kind of appreciate about it is it's, there's a lot of good, like um, subtle social commentary about, you know, the world today and, you know, just power dynamics between um, men, women, and children. And, you know, just it's, it's a really, you know, well-made show and, you know, a lot of fun. And yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been, I've been doing is getting back into that. And also this weekend, you know, we've got a Laker game on Sunday and, you know, that's, that's also what I'll be watching this weekend.
1: Nice. Uh Devin, what about you? I I think I heard that you might be watching some live, some live sports this weekend.
2: Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be headed to the Badger Ohio state game tomorrow night. Uh, Halloween nice. weekend here in Madison. Um, we got a little Freak Fest festival downtown here, so should be pretty rowdy downtown. Um, hopefully, we can fucking pull off a miracle. Um, I don't Is think Wisconsin beat...
1: ranked right now. No,
2: nowhere. No? Uh, okay. We're five and two. We're first in the Big Ten West. Um, with Iowa's loss last week to Minnesota. Oh, right.
1: Yep.
2: So we still got a chance at the Big Ten championship. But this game will go a long way. Um, I don't think we've beat Ohio State in like. God, over 10 years. They were in Madison in like 2009 or something like that. And uh, we returned the opening kickoff when they had Terrell Pryor. Um, and we beat And then uh, Sunday, Sunday morning, bright and early, I'll be headed up to Lambeau for the Packer game. So. Yes. Hopefully we can get a couple back-to-back dubs. Um, I work four 10s for my job, so. I'm off on Tuesdays, so I'll be able to stay up on that Monday night and watch the Lakers. I'm planning on staying up Sunday night as well. But, yeah, just a weekend filled with sports, man. It's my life.
1: Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Yeah, so Devin – Devin, uh, just to give the listeners some uh, extra info, I think is this the first year that you're going to be splitting those season tickets or have yeah. you been doing that?
2: No, first year. This is my first game since 2017. So
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. So he hit messaged me before the season and he's like, dude, like best thing ever. Like I just got offered to like split season tickets with, you know, because also background for the listeners, Packers season tickets are like the toughest. It's like Lakers season tickets. There's like generational wait lists uh for people to get season tickets and you know there's like joking that like you know you can go a whole lifetime without getting off that wait list uh so Devin I think one of his friends or something like got off the wait list and like offered to like you know sell him what was it four games five games
2: uh going to three
1: three games Um uh, so yeah and he's going to the first one this weekend so he messaged me when he got those tickets and I was super jealous and I was like oh dude I gotta find him a, find a a game to come up for, which, of course, I got too busy and, and didn't figure that out. But next year, next year, I'm coming up yes, for a game. Yes, um, but, yeah, for what am I watching, I guess a, a recap for last week. I, I was lucky enough to go to the USC-Utah game uh, here in L.A. Uh, at the L.A. Coliseum. I actually was live tweeting some of the some of the plays from the, the Hoops suited Twitter. You guys should go check us out at Hoop suited. Um, but very unfortunate ending uh, for, for USC. Uh, we, we lost to them, I think it was 32 to 31. They, they we, we had an amazing comeback with like one minute left where we scored a touchdown to go up with a minute left. Uh, and then similar to the Packers game, Utah drives right down the field, kicks a field goal uh, as time's expiring and USC loses. So I'm, I'm struggling in football right now. All my teams are losing the same way it feels like. Uh, so that Lakers win was was huge for me last night. But uh, what am I watching this weekend? I uh, So I finished Mission Impossible last weekend, too. Not as good as I expected, but still great action movie for stoners. Highly recommend. Uh, but not as... It got, like, I think a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and, like, Metacritic. So it wasn't quite that good. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna finally get into to Gen. I think it's Gen V, which is the sequel to the Boys that Evan was talking about. Um, so that's what I'll be watching that, and then obviously our Lakers and our pack in my Packers. So uh, that's that's all I got this weekend. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's all we got for you guys today. So Devin, thanks thanks again for coming on, man. Seriously, can't can't appreciate or can't thank you enough. Uh, we really appreciate it, man. Obviously, uh, being a, a Packers and a Lakers fan, uh, always love talking ball with you. Super easy. So uh, glad to have you on, and we'll have to have to get you on a, another time in the future for sure. Hopefully yeah. when the Packers are doing a little bit better, we'll be circling up on that.
2: Hopefully for a, a little playoff run or something.
1: Yeah, but, uh, right. Maybe right when we get in, sneak in the wild card or something.
2: But I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me having me on. Uh, I like what you guys are doing. It's good work spread the word about you guys
1: appreciate it man appreciate it
0: yeah absolutely it's great to have you so anyway you know we're gonna sign off here you know so everybody have a good one peace and stay zooted
1: stay zooted, y'all